0: Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from guest series Dr. Andy Galpin, Maximize Recovery to Achieve Fitness and Performance Goals, Huberman Lab, Introduction Importance of Recovery Stress causes adaptation but only if you can recover from it, Dr. Andy Galpin. Recovery has to outpace stress input. Physiology wants to return to homeostasis, taking an insult, for example, hard workout, causing a change, and bringing you to a new level of homeostasis. Your body is anticipating that the insult to the body will happen again in the future. Adaptation is a hormetic stressor exercise is a stimulus causing adaptation. Immediately post-exercise, biomarkers and recovery scores might look bad but we're pushing adaptation that may cause weeks or months to realize, If you are monitoring biomarkers, be aware of the magnitude of change to assess where you are. Quote, if you're optimizing for the current moment, you're almost surely causing delayed adaptation. Dr. Andy Galpin. You're choosing things that make you better right now with the hope you'll see the adaptation down the road. Your maximum heart rate doesn't change that much, barring age, but you can reduce your resting heart rate. You have to know what you're training for. Sometimes you'll want to hedge toward recovery, Sometimes you'll want to hedge toward training. Understanding soreness There's a physical and mental component to pain and soreness because it's subjective to some extent. Delayed onset muscle soreness which sets in 24 to 48 hours after exercise and is the result of a combination of inflammation from immune response and pain receptors in muscle, not necessarily muscle damage as many have been trained to think. Delayed onset muscle soreness cascade, swelling response triggers the neural response, which then triggers the pain response. Muscle spindles sense stretch and help keep you in balance. One theory is that the pain signal is generated from pressure being applied to nerve signals of muscle spindle. This is why low-level movement is best for sore muscle. While you're not as sore after aerobic exercises, you don't have mechanical tension pulling on muscle fibers causing damage to the cell wall. Levels of training and recovery. Level 1. Acute overload. Fatigued. Acute performance is down. Recovery is minutes to days. If you're too sore, pay attention to volume recommendations. You may have increased too quickly. Misread the program, didn't warm up well, or not nourished properly. Level 2. Functional overreaching. Golden target. If you continue training under overload, you will push into functional overreaching where you've reached past what you can currently do and it results in enhanced performance. Recovery time is a few days to a week. This is when you'll want to deload for a week. Level 3. Quote, non-functional overreaching. If you continue to train under overload beyond functional overreaching period, you'll enter, quote, non-functional overreaching, where there is no positive benefit once recovery allows. You'll need weeks to recover and will just end up back at baseline. You see this in people who push harder when they don't see results. Level 4. Overtraining takes months to recover from. If you recover in a few days, you're probably in non-functional overreach and not overtrain. If you take a month off to come back to baseline mood, desire to train biomarkers. This is true overtraining. The kicker is we don't really know when we're overtraining until it's too late. There isn't a big red flag or clinical diagnosis. Signs of overtraining, performance decline, resting heart rate increase, HRV drop, decreased motivation, lower adherence, biomarkers trending in the wrong direction, cortisol, DHEA ratio, etc. You may be able to do significant damage even in a couple of weeks if training is extreme but it's rare to happen so quickly. Recovery Strategies Recovery begins immediately after the workout. Listen to slow-paced music. Use down-regulation breathing to shift the nervous system away from stress. Try box breathing, 5-second inhale, 5-second hold, 5-second exhale, 5-second hold, for 3-10 to minutes. Wearing compression gear helps prevent some soreness. The tighter the better, wear during or after exercise. Massage or percussion instrument. Ice-slash-cold bath though it blunts muscle growth, might be worth it if you are so sore you can't move or it impedes activities of daily living. It should be cold enough that you hate being it but can do so safely, Either be really cold, 35F, for a short time or kind of cold, 55F, for a longer time. A cold shower is going to do very little because it's not hitting enough of your body, a bath is better but still might not be enough, as best you can, make the water circulate for enhancement. Heat is good for recovery, but play with it for your body, it can induce a bit more swelling because it's encouraging more blood flow to the area long-form recovery from non-functional overreach and overtraining. Step 1. Try not to end up there in the first place. Be mindful of training load and monitor along the way. Wearables and trackers try to show you where you're vulnerable so you can address it accordingly, but don't put too much weight on a few off-metrics once in a while. Look at three unique markers to identify where you are along the training route. 1. Time is going in the wrong direction, for example, taking longer to complete the same run. 2. Heart rate or heart rate variability, HRV, is trending in the wrong direction. 3. Check symptomology. Are you having performance sacrifice? Sign of overreaching? Unable to recover? Find something you can easily track such as one broad jump distance at the beginning of a session. You're better off looking at speed-based tests over performance-based tests to determine overreaching or overtraining. Sleep. Dial in high-quality sleep. Supplements. Ashwagandha reduces cortisol, but remember you want spikes in cortisol in the morning after exercise, etc., but you also want quick recovery. Rhodiola rosea reduces the perceived threshold of how hard you're working, so you can work harder, and modulates cortisol. Monitor use. Some studies show it may enhance strength gains but reduce muscular endurance. Remember, cortisol is supposed to fluctuate throughout the day and blood markers will identify the amount in the moment if you measure Take it a few times throughout the day. Don't take these supplements prophylactically without knowing your cortisol is high. Cortisol regulation needs to be very strategic. You want to get good at recovery so you build resilience. Using heart rate and HRV to assess stress and recovery. Heart rate and HRV will reflect that you didn't just work muscles hard, you influenced physiology. Pros and cons of using resting heart rate as a metric. It will elevate with excessive stress, whether physical, emotional, or both, but it's not sensitive to smaller stressors. Heart rate variability is a better measure than resting heart rate. It's associated with a sympathetic-slash-parasympathetic state. High HRV means better recovery. Tips for using HRV Track for 4-6 to weeks consistently to understand trend. Monitor percent derivation from norm instead of daily changes. Is lower score one-off or has it happened 3-plus days? what stage of training are you in, if you're in high adaptation, you expect lower HRV. If HRV is reduced 3 plus days in a row, ignore if you are in the adaptation phase but watch carefully, introduce another performance test. Take action if it's been 7 consecutive days, assess sleep, try heat slash cold, work on social connection, journal, assess nutrition and hydration. If all else fails, evaluate the training program and maybe back off until you recover putting it all together, recovery calendar. Take HRV at the same time every day or most days. If you don't have a wearable use the CO2 tolerance test. This will capture systemic stress. Take DALDA questionnaire, comprehensive survey, monthly or at the end of training blocks. Take a body fat measurement monthly or quarterly depending on goals. Hidden stressors. Quarterly blood work, cortisol, testosterone, cortisol, DHEA ratio, semi-annual blood work, glutamine, glutamine, glutamate ratio, TNF alpha, neutrophil, lymphocyte ratio. Subjective measures, monitor mood, libido, appetite, remember, all of these things, only be compared to yourself and not someone else. Some of these measures will fluctuate naturally, seasonally, and with exercise program stage, don't panic if you notice changes, monitor and take action when changes in the wrong direction are sustained. Don't automatically assume that you need more testosterone if libido is low, many things impact libido, and jumping to supplements can cause more harm. Grip strength test daily. Speed tests are more accurate than strength tests at gauging recovery. Try vertical jump and measure daily to see where you are, warm up a little. Go based on what is normal for you and what normal variations for you and your situation are, make changes when you deviate 4 to 6 days or more. How to get yourself going when you're feeling sluggish. Try upbeat music. Remember your why. Use upregulation breathing this time. Accentuate inhaling and restrict exhaling. Motivational quotes or social media accounts you share. Repeat personal mantra. Change your mood with something you love, which could be comfort food, playing brain games, playing a fun activity with a gym buddy. Increase your lighting place a physical barrier, you will not cross the line into gym half-ass. Tell yourself you commit to high-level performance once you cross the line. Be strategic about when and how you use these tools. Like everything else, the novelty will fade and they'll have diminishing effects over time. Mirrors or no mirrors for resistance training. Like everything exercise-related, it depends- if training for hypertrophy, looking at yourself and flexing can actually be advantageous. If you are enhancing movement learning, you don't want to look at yourself because you can't see yourself in time to make the adjustment that fast. Mirrors also remove the ability to understand and feel the movement. The end point needs to be that you understand the movement. Instead of a mirror, record yourself or take a picture of movements you are having particular trouble with but make sure you advance from there. Articles and other resources Articles Restructured Respiration Practices Enhance Mood and Reduce Physiological Arousal Cell Reports Medicine Altered Brown Fat Thermoregulation and Enhanced Cold-Induced Thermogenesis in Young, Healthy Winter Swimming Men Cell Reports Medicine Other Resources Carbon Dioxide Tolerance Clip, Balpin Guest Series Episode 3 Shift Breathwork Assessment BMJ Tool for Visualizing the Variability of Lab Test Results